Hello, you're listening to Dance Well Podcast, and today you are in for a treat. On this episode, I interview Kyle Post, who is a trained life coach. His signature program, The Weirdo's Way, helps eccentric performers find their big break so they could ditch their day jobs and buy a goddamn house. He is the author of one of the top 100 life coach blogs on the web and uses his decade of experience performing on Broadway, sometimes in six-inch stilettos, to help clients connect to their heart, mind, and body so they can get out of their heads and into action. This incredibly talented human truly needs no more of an introduction than that. But I do need to say that for the first time in the history of Dancewell podcast production, I am not editing any of this episode, a choice inspired by Kyle to, quote, encourage listeners to find themselves, end quote, a movement we are titling, hashtag, let go of dancer brain. I think it's also worth mentioning that Kyle and I were so excited after recording this episode that I left my recording equipment at Ripley Greer. Thank you to Claire at the 528th Avenue location for finding my Zoom and making sure it got back to me. You made my day. All right, buckle your seatbelts, you fabulous dance well listeners. Here's our episode. Hello, this is Marissa Schaefer, and I'm here with Dancewell Podcast, and today I have the excellent Kyle Post. Welcome, Kyle. Hello, friends. <laughs> Kyle and I are going to talk about the cliche topic of finding yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hashtag finding myself. I'm also hashtag 20 years old. Um, and we're also going to talk about changing our relationships to failure and a little bit fear, but we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that later. So... Um, to start, Kyle and I were chatting a couple weeks ago, which is when I said, oh, we have to do this podcast. And we were talking about how important it is to find yourself, like to find who you are and like what makes you tick outside of all the lights, camera, and action. Uh, and when you're off the stage. Um, why is that important, Kyle? Oh, my God. Well, um, I, I remember actually getting physical therapy from you and... Uh, <laughs> talking about this moment and it's something that um I'm really passionate about the the metaphor that I have in my mind when I think about this is like <clears throat> you can have the best dance training in the world and you could do like a beautiful triple pirouette which p.s. I'm nowhere like close to hello listeners you know. not a dance swap <laughs> okay so like you can have like a best triple pirouette and then you can like sing like the high a for the gods um, or, and you can like find all of your acting beats and that's all amazing and awesome. And to me, that's like our skeleton. Mm -hmm. that, those are like the things that keep us up, our technique, mm -hmm. right? It's what keeps us actually like being able to do what we do and doing it really efficiently and doing it really well. The problem is when we're nothing but a skeleton, mm -hmm. it's like we walk into an audition room or we're on a stage or we're like, you know, performing our beautiful dance as skeleton people. Right. And like, who cares? Right. It's it's really not, frankly, that interesting. <laughs> it's just not that interesting. Like, you've got to like fill yourself up with who you are and really like deeply, deeply know and care for who you are. Not even as a performer, as a person, like all of it, the entire gamut of mm -hmm. everything of who you are mm -hmm. to be able to like be a full human being up on a stage. And to me, that's the most interesting thing to watch. Absolutely. Is full human beings. Like flawed, beautiful, imperfect, messy humans. Right. People, not skeleton people. Right. It's like people who have lived things outside of the studio. They're not contrived, right? Yes. People who go on vacations, they know they like. People who engage in uh, 
I don't know, cooking classes yes, at Williams-Sonoma. pottery. Yeah. yeah, I think I love pottery, plants, whatever it is, like a right. real full human being. Because A, you get to be that on stage then, which is so cool. Right. And B, people watching you get to see that and right. like have that for themselves. Right. But most importantly, you get to like have a whole life for yourself. Exactly. Outside of just performing. And like... Performing, it's sort of, I, it can be like a drug, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh my God, I have to have more. Right. And like, I have to, you know, get that, but my little higher girl. Or I gotta, <laughs> like, if I could just, if I could just sing like a half note higher, if I could belt a half note higher, like a Dina Menzel, I could be booking all the gigs. Right. And while that may be true, if you're neglecting who you are through the process, you're like a shell of a human being. Absolutely. And then it's also harder too, right? I mean... Kyle, you've been very lucky. You've been on stage for many a year. But, like, the truth of the matter is most people are not going to be on stage nonstop. Yeah. Right? So who do you fall back on? Exactly. Well, and that's what's interesting, too, is, like, okay, and maybe we're going to get into this, so maybe I'm jumping the gun a bit. But I've had coffee, so (laughs) buckle up, kids. But if we're only relying and now I'm taking this like into a physical therapy realm as well. <laughs> if we're only relying on the skeleton, right. if something breaks or if we fail or if life doesn't go the way that we planned, things actually snap. Right. <laughs> if we're only relying on our performance and things don't go well in or outside of a performance, things actually start like snapping breaking down. Right. and breaking down. And it's really, really, really hard to rebuild Absolutely. a bone. Now, if we have like muscles surrounding that Mm -hmm. and tendons surrounding that Mm -hmm. and skin and blood like infused around all of that and those are flexible, thanks, I'm really proud of it. (laughs) Then like if something doesn't go well, we don't Mm -hmm. snap. Right. We have backup systems. We have backup systems and backup systems on the backup systems. And there's like flexibility and like actually true creativity in who we are as people. Ooh, I got shivers. That was good. Yeah. That was really good. <laughs> Trademark Kyle Post coaching. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag. Um, so, okay. I'm like gonna, gonna push us into another realm because you're starting to bring it up, right? So it's, it's important to find yourself to know who you are, which is like in and of itself, a whole nother podcast or go visit Kyle Post coaching. www.kylepostcoaching.com. Yeah. Um, so if you if you also don't know who you are, it's super hard to overcome this idea of failure. It's super hard to let yourself shine through, mm-hmm. which is going to be the meat and potatoes of what we're going to talk about today. But before we do, I'm going to open up or start by asking you a question that you ask all of your clients. I hope you don't pass it back to me because I'm not prepared. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what would you do if you knew you could not fail? Me personally? Yeah, personally. Uh, that is a really good question. Um, and I'm going to actually just like tell you what happens in my body when you ask me the question. Please. The first, the first thing that happened was I got really tense. And I was like, oh, no, like I have to answer this question. I know, seriously, I actually like, oh, the no. same thing. <laughs> oh, no. Like, oh, I have to like, whoo, really deep in. But yeah. then like two seconds after that is total freedom. Mm. Like, total, like, oh, my God, like, I get to come up with something in the moment. Right. What I would do if I couldn't fail. Right. Okay. Like, I feel like a little kid. Okay. So, what I would do if I knew I couldn't fail. Yes. I would have a, um, 
television show. Okay. Um, slash talk show. Uh-huh. That's um, a little bit Pee Wee Herman. Okay. A little bit Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> yes. A little bit RuPaul. Uh-huh. And a lot of bit me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Though as you were saying the first three things, I saw you already shining through. Thank you. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I would interview people uh, about, you know, maybe things like this or I don't know, just do weird things like have an interview on a roller coaster with somebody and try and get them to actually answer like real life questions. <laughs> <laughs> Going 93 miles an hour. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like um yeah, I would have I would have my own TV show yeah. and it would be wildly successful. And it would be like something no one else had ever come up with before. Yeah. If any of you people listening to this podcast try and take my idea, I will find you and I'll hunt you down. Um, but guess what? You can't do it because you're not me. Only I can do me. It's true. Um, but it would be like wild and fun, but also like super insightful and help people like you and I, right. and I assume people listening to this podcast, um, like feel seen and mm-hmm. understood mm-hmm. and like deeply, deeply known mm-hmm. as like the weirdos that we are. That's great. And be like, oh, you're a weirdo too. Oh, work, me too. Yeah. Okay, let's That's get some great. shit done. You know? You know, I have to say a side note on this and we can decide to take it out if we want, but it's interesting because we have so many interactions with people on a day-to-day basis, right? And like we think we're sharing tidbits of ourselves, and we're having like a real interaction and like we feel... Like, we're known. But I remember the first time when someone said something that, to me, really made it... Like, I knew that they were listening to me. Hmm. And and I knew that I was being heard. And, like, they were seeing me for who I was and not, like, projecting anything. I, like, started sobbing. I was like, that... That is... And she was like, why are you crying? I'm like, you're the first person who has actually, like, taken the time to see who I am. Like, thank you. Hello. Yeah. That's, like such a rare thing Very first of so. all like we humans like to make everything about ourselves like all of us it's yeah self-preservation so yeah. we do but to like have a moment that you're like oh you actually heard me right and not just the words that were coming out of my mouth but like the way that I said it mm-hmm. and like the expression on my face mm-hmm. and like you took everything in and inputted it in- inputted is that a word and you input it another person <laughs> instead of making it about yourself that's yeah. major yeah. yeah, it's called, like, the power of being seen. Yeah, and it's huge. Major. Uh, so I would watch your television show. Um, you. <laughs> why, Kyle, is it important to ask that question? Like, why did you choose that? Yeah, well, I chose that for the same reason of what I just said came up in me. Mm-hmm. Because, number one, it's actually a scary question Certainly. to many people. Yeah. Because we're confronted immediately with all of the things that we're not doing that we, quote-unquote, think we should be doing Mm -hmm. right and we start judging ourselves and it can it can go to like a scary place certainly (laughs) i'm 34 years old and here's all the things that i haven't done yet right so it can go that way right (laughs) and this is why i do it like with me as a coach because i'm like okay let's steer it back over here thank you for your self-sabotaging voices but it can also go to a place of complete play yeah and fun right and like remember when we were little kids and we actually weren't that worried about failing. Right. And we were like, I'm going to build the biggest sandcastle on this beach. Yeah. And it's going to be so fun. I'm going to get all my friends to help. Uh-huh. And I'm going to get my dad to help. And we're going to dig, dig the biggest trench and all that stuff. And you actually have a blast doing it. Right. Because I think the question in itself, what would you do 
if you knew you couldn't fail, like blasts open the door of possibility. Absolutely. And as I'm thinking about it and hearing you speak about it, it's like if you were to ask someone like, who are you and what makes you tick? Like what an intimidating question yeah. versus what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail is like just like letting things shine through naturally that you can then pick up on. Exactly. Yeah. Can you imagine like introducing yourself that like at a party instead of being like, hey, you know, my name's Kyle. What's your name? Oh, what do you do? What if you were like, oh, cool. What would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? It'd be a really <laughs> weird question. Weird, but... but it'd be a way more interesting party. Oh, tell me about it. And I think I think this is essential too, is in the question, what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? Huh. Every human being has a really great answer for it, actually. Right. It might be covered up. And, they, and actually, this is an answer I hear from clients is, I don't know. Oh man, I don't know. And I go like this, ready? There's a magic word. I yeah. go, okay, try. <laughs> and they go, well, I don't know. I'm like, act like you're an expert at it. Right. Act like you're an expert at knowing what you could do if you couldn't fail. And they go, oh, well, I would do this and that. And what else? Oh, I want to do this and that. Okay, and then how about what else? And right. out comes this like, amazing like river of awesome ideas that they've actually been stifling for themselves the whole time because they have been using the excuse I don't know do you think like you work primarily with actors performers yeah performers do you think that the word acting allows them to touch something that they know maybe I think it's I think sometimes what I like coaching does work better with people who have easier I should say with people who have taken like acting classes because they're not afraid to go there a little bit right but I don't know I kind of think it's universal I mean, now we're getting to a whole other topic and I've had coffee, so good luck. But I think in, innately everyone has an actor inside of them. Yeah. I think everyone can pretend. Yeah, I think you're right. And make believe. I think you're right. Yeah, I think we all did it as a little kid. Mm-hmm. And we kind of have to do it in some respects. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm great, thanks. <laughs> Acting. Yeah. <laughs> Actually not. Okay, yeah, not subtext. terrible. Yeah, awful. <laughs> um, so this brings me to my next question, which, I mean, okay. So you're asking people off the bat about failure. Um, and I really like what you talk about in your blog and for anyone who is listening, you should definitely go visit Kyle's blog because it's excellent and I giggle all the time. Um, so you talk, you talk about your philosophy of failure and changing relationship to failure. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Yes. Thanks. Um, so as a bit of a perfectionist myself, Mm -hmm. Um, it's something that I've had to work on for myself so I can like see the fruits of this. Right. Um, and I'm I'm trying to explain it without giving too much away. I'm just going to give it away. I don't care. Um, basically failure is inevitable. Right. Sorry, friends. Mm -hmm. Like if you're going to go your whole life attempting to not fail at anything Stress. you're going to live a small life yeah um that you probably don't actually love right and you're gonna be really like you said really stressed out about it mm-hmm. fail is failure is inevitable from from like your biggest broadway dreams to getting on the mta right <laughs> for life <laughs> getting, getting that train on time uh. like didn't happen Failed. Like, it is a part of our every single day life. Mm-hmm. So, we can either, this is very like Rafiki, uh-huh. <laughs> you can either run from it or learn from it, right? Yeah. So, you can spend your life running from failure. Right. 
and you'll have real tired legs. And you'll be failing the whole time, by the way. Right, and disappointed. Not going to stop. And sad. Yeah, and like there's a cost. Right. There's a cost to really like debilitating fear of failure. It mm-hmm. costs us something. Mm-hmm. And I bet everyone listening to this right now could, like if I gave them 10 seconds, could run through what their fear of failure is costing them. And I'm going to give you 10 seconds. Do you have one? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, My fear of failure is costing me my ability to be creative as a clinician, which I think is better for the people I serve, my ability to be creative. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so it's costing you, like, your creativity. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How about you? Yeah, my fear of failure is costing me, oh, oh, like being seen. Mm Mm-hmm. And being like, hey, world, this is who I really deeply, truly am. Because right. I'm afraid if I, if, uh, if I'm afraid I'm going to fail, so I just won't put myself out there as much. Right. Right? Right. So, and I bet everyone listening right now is, uh, has a moment. They're like, oh, my fear, fear of failure is costing me this thing. Mm-hmm. Right? So how do we rewire that? I like to think of it like rewiring. Yeah. Right? Because failure is never going to change. Mm-hmm. But how do, we, how do we change our relationship to failure? Um what I love to do, and this is on my blog, (laughs) is instead of being like, oh, I failed, and then the impetus is, I'm bad, I shouldn't have failed, how do I never fail again, how do I make sure I'm perfect, Mm da-da-da-da-da, which kind of feeds into the cost of failure a little more, Mm -hmm. like it feeds the beast. Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? I know. So, okay, that's one option, Mm -hmm. or we can fail, and see it as an accomplishment. It's a total rewiring. Right. And it sounds bananas. It sounds like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Right. But really, if you think about it, break it down, you're like, okay, if I start taking my failures as, if I reframe it as a chance to learn something, mm-hmm. um, a chance to expand something, um, a chance to like become an expert at something. Mm-hmm. Like how many times do you have to fail to be an expert at something? Mm-hmm. 10,000 times. 10,000 times. Gladwell, yeah. So many times, yeah. right? So a, a fun little like hack that I like to do with clients is I'll tell them, and I work with fairly eccentric people like myself, um, <laughs> and I'll tell them like, okay, here's your homework assignment. And we'll have a whole session on this, not like two minutes. Um, here's your homework assignment. Go to... Dwayne Reed or Scholastic Bookstore or whatever mm-hmm. and find the fuzziest, glitteriest, um, Lisa Frank, like, rainbow stickers that right. you can find. Right. Whatever it is, whatever really, like, makes you giggle. It might be a gold star. It might be, the like, a monster stickers. truck. Remember those? No. Oh. What's that? Oh, God, the oily stickers. You, like, they had oil on them and you press them and they changed all these magic colors. Well, that's your answer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Go out and get 50 of them. Okay. A pack of 50 stickers Mm -hmm. and have a sheet with you at all times. Mm -hmm. And every time you fail at something, give yourself a sticker. Oh, I missed that train. Good job. Good job. (laughs) Gold star. Shooting gold star. Totally. You know, whatever it is. Okay, boom. And start actually collecting failures for Mm -hmm. yourself. Mm -hmm. Start looking at them. And then I want you to come back with a sheet of 50 stickers for me. And I'm not going to give too much away, but it's groundbreaking for people. Totally. Totally. Because it, I think it frees something up. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I can fail. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm allowed? Mm-hmm. Like, you're not only allowed, I'm actually, after your life coach and you've paid me money, I'm telling you, I'm encouraging you to go out and fail. Right. And, and I, then you can fail and be like, huh. <laughs> 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 and like exactly. move forward right, right. instead of failing and judging yourself and, and, it, and it goes into the cost, the world of what it's costing you. Then. Right. And I really like the language you chose too earlier when you're like, you to become an expert at something, to become an expert at failing. Like expert to me is a is positive language. Yeah. Right? Which is like, I'm never going to say to you, move your bad leg. It's like, move move like the leg that's involved. Move that leg. Move, you know. Totally. Um, it's, it's a lot about the language you choose, I think, as well. 100%. Um, so, okay. So let's, can we, can we have an example that's like, um, audition specific or I, mean, I know we're going to get to your story but yeah. like okay let's say um, I went to ballet today which was rough yeah. um, were you afraid of failing? I was so afraid of failing <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> and you know what Did I failed fail? yeah, yeah. yeah gold sticker <laughs> gold star um, oily sticker so many ways yeah, so totally. many ways but um <laughs> But like, okay, so I failed, right? Mm-hmm. I um, my feet cramped, so then I had biscuits, you yeah. know. After a while, um, I went into a PK turn and definitely fell out of it. Cause okay, let's be real, it's been two years since I took a ballet class. Yeah. Um, how do I then turn that into a narrative of like I'm an expert? Is it just that? Well, the first thing that comes to my mind is in those failures, mm-hmm. instead of. Um, like, oh, I'm bad, or oh, I, sh- I, oh, God, I haven't taken ballet in two years, and I, I, people are laughing at me, whatever it is. Right. My question is, what did you learn? What did you learn from the failures? Mm, ballet's hard. Okay, totally. Which is real. Great lesson. Because, right, like, la- last time I was doing ballet regularly, I was doing it regularly, and it was still hard, but this is a new level. Mm-hmm. Um, I could use some more strength in my feet. Yeah. And my calves. Mm-hmm. What did you learn about, about yourself by doing something you were scared of? Oh, no no bad came out of it. Yeah. Oh, you didn't die? I did not die. <laughs> I'm here. I've laughed, which yeah. means I'm generally in a good mood. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. Well, Is, did I answer that question? Yeah. Well, I love that I'm interviewing you now. Um, <laughs> don't get a life coach on the air. We'll turn the tides on you so quick. Um, I'm going to send you a Venmo request out of this. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, what I'm hearing is like you had the courage to go in there. Right. Biscuits and all. Mm-hmm. Falling out of a PK turn and all. Mm-hmm. That is more than a lot of people like demonstrate in a day. Right. The courage to walk into that ballet class and you haven't been in two years is major. That is major. And like if you had played it safe mm-hmm. and not... Um, been like been too afraid to fail that you stayed home. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have gotten to work out your muscle of courage. Right. Ah, and now that you're saying this, because you asked me that question, question a second ago, and I don't think I responded in full. But you forget, or I forget, even though if I'm going to be critical about myself, I didn't do so well. But I love moving my body to music. Thank you. Yep. Um, and I love moving my body. Period. In a structured way, like. That whole thing was very pleasing to me, and being in a space where I grew up, yeah, was excellent. Oh, so do you I, feel the difference of the energy? I absolutely do. It yeah. was not negative and critical. Yeah, but rather, and your voice is actually like a little higher. Light, it was I a know. little lighter. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. So failure happened. Right. You can look at it like, oh, I had biscuits and I fell out of that PK turn. Da 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 da. Or, 
I really love moving my body. Right. Wow, I forgot about that. Right. It was so good to be in a community of people moving my body that made me so happy. Right. That's gold stars. Yay, That's what I'm stickers. talking about. Exactly. And then also, if I may. You may. Okay. Um, we are lucky enough, I feel like, to be in a space where we can find... Like, I can find a ballet class where it's not just ABT and NYCB people taking class. It's a little bit of everyone. And so there's a space for everyone. Yeah. And then I can allow myself to like the music. Yeah. Right. Doing things that are, like, fun. Yeah. Yeah. And, totally. like, call to you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> Thanks, Kyle. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but you really, you really can feel it. You yeah. can feel when you're attached to... I, the outcome has to be this way. I have to get that PK turn right. Right. My biscuit feet. Right. You can feel the attachment to that and getting it right mm -hmm. and doing it perfect. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, <laughs> some people say, and I've heard this before, like, do you want to be right or do you want to love your life? Pick. <laughs> yeah. The latter. Yeah. Right. So, okay. The, this idea of perfection and getting it all right, which is, I think, very closely tied into, like, failure as well Certainly. whatever happens don't fail in a ballet class right dancers especially i feel like dancers especially in my experience mm -hmm. have this like ingrained in them and it lasts for a really long time if they're not really good at clocking this for themselves oh yeah dancers i mean more than almost anyone i've encountered in my life because from a young young age our art, their art and the fun of something is mm -hmm. taken and it said, now here's how to do it perfectly. Right. And if you're not doing it perfectly, I'm going to throw CDs at you. Which I have <laughs> heard. that. Oh, yes. I have friends who had CDs, CDs. chucked at his feet uh, when, when the tandu wasn't right. Okay. You know what I mean? Right. And so rarely do we hear, nice job, that looked good. Yeah, nice job. Or even how about this? Like, hey, how did that feel? Right. Or, hey, you look like you were enjoying yourself. Yeah, are you having fun? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Go figure. I feel like this, this especially for dancers, is a major, major. I, I would agree with that. And it, I mean, talk about retraining. Mm-hmm. Like, for every hour that you're in a dance class being yelled at by somebody. Three to ten more of, of opposite reinforcement. Opposite, yeah. Really? Yeah. It is like building, and we can go into brain science, but I don't know a whole lot about it, but it's like building new neural pathways in your brain. No, you know about this from physical therapy, I'm yeah. sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I was actually going to say to you before, there has been some interesting research on, you said rewiring, yeah. on neuroplasticity, and that we do build new synaptic pathways by uh, enabling a different trope. Yep. A positive trope. Yeah. So. Getting from point A to point B in a different way. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Melding our two art forms. I agree. Yes. Okay, so fear, yes. failure. Yes. Before we turn on the mic, I was like, okay, hold on a second. I'm like changing up these words or I'm, I'm using them synonymously. So can you talk about the difference of changing your relationship to fear versus failure, which is which, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's kind of a muck and a mire, I right. think. Mm -hmm. I think that was we were talking before we started this. They're like cousins. Yeah. Maybe like once removed. You know what I mean? Like there's sure, inbreeding. Sure. Inbred cousins. Um, That's you can, scary. You can edit that part out if you have to. <laughs> <laughs> the difference of fear and failure. Yeah. Well, I think, um, I think fear can be they're pretty similar. I think fear can be a great thing. Mm-hmm. Like, good luck getting rid of fear. It's actually not going to happen. Right. We're never getting rid of fear. I'm sorry, friends. 
anyone who tells you they're fearless, I'm like, I don't actually believe that you're fearless. Right. I believe that what you're up to in your life is bigger than your fears. Right. Good point. So the fears seem smaller. Mm-hmm. 100%. Mm-hmm. Totally. But do I think you're fearless? No, you would not be like a human being right. if that were the case. Right. So fear can be a useful thing. Hey, um, I'm afraid of skydiving. You, well, you should be. Yeah. <laughs> Bad things can happen if you that parachute doesn't You should be afraid of skydiving. Yeah. And because you're afraid of it, you should make sure that the parachute, like, it, triple check it. Right. Before you jump out of that airplane. <laughs> <laughs> fear can keep you alive. Yeah. Great. Yeah. And fear can also paralyze you. Right. And I feel like when fear and failure um, meet is when the real, like, death spiral can happen. You know what I mean? Like, fear is one thing. Okay, who? Like, I'm afraid of whatever. Well, let's use the skydiving analogy. I'm afraid of skydiving. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. That's one thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm afraid of failing. Or or what if I fail at skydiving? Another thing. When you combine, I'm afraid of failing while you're skydiving. (laughs) Yes, Kyle. And you're so afraid to reach for the chute, yeah. or you're so afraid to do the things that you know actually how to do, right. but you're just too afraid, Chris Blatt. <laughs> Chris Blatt's right. And then you're like, I Boom should crunch. have had that, that strap-on buddy, right? Yeah. Doesn't think about, but yes. yes. So it's like when fear, and this is a bit of a cockamamie, I get, you know, uh, analogy, but when fear and failure meet, mm-hmm. it can be like an atomic bomb. And this is where you were saying before, the world gets smaller and smaller and less exciting and more depressing, yeah. et cetera. And actually the fears get bigger. Because mm-hmm. you don't experience them, I imagine, among other things. Well, it, yeah, it's like you're ret- repressing them or right. you know whatever it is. It's like the fears actually get bigger. And then it goes back to the rewiring. You start teaching yourself to be more afraid. Right. And then life starts showing up for you in the way that you have said it's going to show up for you. Absolutely. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Right. So it's like you're not exercising the fear failure muscle. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're not exercising the like positive side of the fear of failure. Like, right. oh, learning and oh. Yay, stickers. Yeah, stickers and all that stuff. And right. it, it turns into a, a spiral. Right. And all of us have been there. Yeah. All of us have been there. Including yourself. Including me. Which brings me to my favorite story ever. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So you... Conquered your fear of failure. Yeah. By a, an inch, which landed you like eight years of work. Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah. So tell tell us that story. You know what I'm talking about. <clears throat> there I was. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, wait. Let's start again. I need some theme music for you. Yeah. Okay. Always a, a clear button. Okay. Um. So. I had an audition for Kinky Boots mm-hmm. on Broadway, mm-hmm. and um, they had us, they said they were looking for singers, right? This, this was actually the breakdown. This is what the breakdown said. Okay. Looking for true triple threats, mm-hmm. singer, actor, dancer. If you think you're Beyonce, you're close. <laughs> this ain't a job for no wallflower. Wow. That was they the breakdown. They set the bar kind of low. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good luck, everybody. Um, okay, so that was the you know the context of what was going on. Right. So um, they brought me in for um, an angel uh, 
which anyone who hasn't seen the show um, is, you know, uh, in drag for the whole show, right? So they brought me in and I sang. And when I'm singing, I'm like for the singing part, I'm like, oh, I, I got, got this. Yeah. This gig is mine, right? <laughs> so I sang, they had me sing something else. And I like, you know, it, it went great. So they brought me in then for the what they were calling the movers call. Mm-hmm. And that's a dance call is normally when I wave bye-bye to mm-hmm. a job mm-hmm. because she's not a dance swap. Okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> you know what we're doing next time I see you in physical therapy. Right? A dance swap? Yeah, yeah. Oh, we're great. Doing, yeah. <laughs> a failure there. It just came, came up right there for me. Okay. Um, so they brought us in for the quote-unquote movers call. Okay. And I called my agent. I was like, what are we talking about here? It's Jerry Mitchell, choreography. Mm-hmm. Um, what are we talking about movers call here? He's like, it's Jerry Mitchell, choreography. You'll, you'll be fine. You know, it's not going to be too crazy. It really, they're just looking to see if you can move. Okay, great. Great. <laughs> no problem. So I showed up to the audition, and um, there were probably like 60 guys um, doing like the dance call before me. I was in the holding tank with another like 60 guys, and there were probably another 60 more to come, auditioning for six roles. Um, and I peeked into the, um, into the dance call, what was happening, and those boys were sweating, like dripping, dripping sweat. I'm like, oh, okay, well maybe it's just hot in there. (laughs) Step touches can really work up a sweat, you know, it's fine. I'm talking to my, I'm like, shoot, I'll be fine. So I walk into the holding tank and it's all of the Broadway dancer of dancers with like legs bigger than my entire body stretching their foot over their head you know what i mean and i'm like oh i've been bamboozled (laughs) this is not a movers call oh no what have i done okay it'll be fine right it'll be fine it's fine okay just huh you know like and i you know i do like you know i touch my toes i'm like that's my (laughs) warm-up i'm flexible okay right so the, the doors open from the 60 guys who are doing the dance call. And we, we move in. Everyone is sweating buckets. Mm-hmm. And there was a guy um, hobbling out with a bag of ice on his hamstring. Oh, no. And two people helping him out the door. This is real. This is real. Yeah. This is not a mover's call. Mm-hmm. Full bamboozlery. Mm-hmm. Made that word up. Um, so I walk in. And Jerry Mitchell's like, warm up those hamstrings, honey. You got to have those hamstrings wet. Warm them up. I'm like, which one's my hamstring? I'm really interested. <laughs> which I'm just like looking around like, okay. Um, and we start the, now at this, and at the, it really was like walking into a haunted house mm-hmm. for me. I was like, I might as well have been walking into a haunted house. Yeah. Like, oh, great. Okay. Yeah. What's going to pop out at me? Here yeah. we go. And the heart rate's going and the brain is already like, Right. <laughs> Good. Which is totally going to inhibit you from learning any choreography yeah, whatsoever. Yeah, crazy how that works. Yeah. So we they started the choreography, yeah. and it was it was actually quite easy. The first eight bars, and I was like, oh, maybe they're teaching us a different call. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm fine. Oh, Kyle, you were really hyping yourself up there. <laughs> You're fine. Okay, work it out, girl. So we started the choreography. First eight bars, totally fine. Then it gets into a double pirouette on the left, which I can't do. <laughs> Into um, a cartwheel, mm-hmm. which I can't do. Mm-hmm. Into the splits, which I can't do. And continues on the ground, on the floor, from there. And I looked around, and I saw everyone else doing the double 
into the cartwheel, into the splits. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, this is my worst nightmare. And in come the voices. And the voices in my head say things like, they're going to think you're really stupid. You're going to make a fool out of yourself. Mm -hmm. You're going to look dumb. Mm -hmm. That's a big one for me. Whatever happens, you're going to look stupid. Um, You should just take your stuff and go. Just sneak out the side. They'll never know you were here. Just go, Kyle. Mm -hmm. Whatever you have to do, get out of this room right now. Evacuate the dance floor. Right. So I grabbed my bag and my bag in my hand and I started moving towards the door. Like when everyone else was learning something, I was like, I'm just going to like sneak out. They will never know. I'm going to go get a margarita and call it a day. Right. And I I honestly don't know what happened. Something stopped me and was like, "Mm, you're not doing that. You have more courage. You have more bravery. Mm -hmm. You have more like chutzpah, Mm -hmm. if you will, Mm -hmm. than this. You are not leaving this room. Okay. So I took a deep breath. And this little voice, another voice, a different feeling voice Mm -hmm. in my head said, you can either not do well at this dance call and hate every second of it. Or you can not do well at this dance call and find a way to have fun and at least show them who you are. And you will have had a 45 minute experience of like at least showing them who you are. So by some divine act of fate, I had a piece of gum with me. I'm a thinking actress. I always bring a prop. Um, and I put the piece of gum in my mouth. Uh-huh. I'm coming to gum. I'm warming it up. Uh-huh. Okay, here we go. And they call us into groups of three. All the Broadway dance was are watching. Wah. Mm-hmm. Wahs. Um, and it's me in the center, a guy to my right, a guy to my left. And we start the choreography. And the first eight bars. I'm like, I'm nailing this. I'm going to come up with a fun, weird little character who like chomps her gown and is just like living her life and she's kind of dumb and silly and ditzy. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, I tell her all this. Woo! <laughs> um, very like Phoebe Buffay. Right. Um, and when we got into the double pirouette, into the cartwheel, into the splits, I stood up, took the gum out of my mouth and twisted it around my finger and went, work, and watched the other two next to me <laughs> do the cartwheel into the death drop in the who that bat. And I will never forget, I will never forget, in that moment, I was like, oh, I am either going to book this gig or I'm never going to work in this town again. <laughs> and I finished, I continued on the ground, yeah. finished the whole thing, um, and I turned to my friend Joey, who was in the room with me, and he was like, I hate you. <laughs> Why? He's like, because while they were doing the double into the cartwheel into the splits, Jerry Mitchell was looking at you and was dying of laughter in a very good way. Yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. So I called my agent. I was like, here's what happened. I'm either going to book this gig or I'm never going to work in this town again. Uh-huh. And plot twist, I booked the gig. Right. And the boys to the right of me doing the cartwheel into the din-da-da, din did not Mm-mm. book the gig. Mm-mm. And on our first day of rehearsal for Kinky Boots Broadway, um, the associate um, choreographer came up to me and was like, in all of my years, all of my years of teaching dance calls in New York City, I will never forget your audition. Uh. He's like, it was what booked you the gig. Yeah. That moment, he said, Jerry turned to me and was like, I hope he can sing real high because we have to have it yeah and that was it amazing i have goosebumps 
And I, that, I've been doing Kinky Boots now from day one. Yeah. And it turns out, like, that's what they were looking for. Right. I didn't know. I thought they were looking for, hello, perfection. Right, And no. I thought, a perfect, oh, let me get this right. Let me just get this perfect. And they were looking for all those things. No, they were looking for people who were willing to, like, show who they were. Right. And they might not have even known that they wanted me. <laughs> Right. You or someone even close to me. shape the Broadway show Kinky Boots. Yeah. And like the seven shows of Kinky Boots around the world. Right. Like. Because you showed up as you. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. Because I heard the self-sabotaging voices mm-hmm. and the self-sabotaging voices said, you're not good enough. They're going to laugh at you. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, thank you for your input. I got it loud and clear. Right. I'm actually not going to listen to you right now. Right. You're not really welcome here right, right now. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll talk to you afterwards. Self-sabotaging voices. And right. we'll, we'll confer and Amazing. see how things went afterwards. Right. Um, and yeah, I listened to the voice inside my head that didn't tell me that I sucked. That yeah. actually was like, Kyle, you can do this. Like, you've been here and back again. Like, you, you got this, you got girl. It. Mm-hmm. And if, I promise you, if I had listened to those self-sabotaging voices, I would have left the room mm-hmm. and I would not have been in Tony Award winning Kinky Boots, which right. has been like one of the most fun experiences of my life. Right. Hello. Not to mention, as an audience member, it's a joy to watch. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, but if my fear of failure had actually crippled me, right. which it was so, I can't even tell you how close it was. It yeah. was like balancing on a razor. Oh, yeah. If it had, I wouldn't be here. I, I wouldn't be here having this conversation with you, I tell you that. No, that's for sure. So it's major. It and is. I think it, it takes it takes performers, I think, a long time to figure that out. And I see once they do, their careers go bananas. Yeah. Once they figure out, oh, wait a second, they're not actually looking for Sutton Foster. Sutton Foster's already been cast in something. Mm-hmm. Like, she's already Sutton Foster. Mm-hmm. Once they figure out, like, oh, they don't even know they're looking for me. And right. I'm going to show them who I am. And now they'll know they're looking for me. It's like, boom. boom. Yeah. And that's a part of the reason I became a coach. It was a big reason I became a coach. Was to be like, listen, this can take you 10 years to figure out. Or this can take you six months. Right. You pick. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you pick. And I, I think your example is like a penultimate. But it all starts with the stuff we were talking about earlier. Yes. You miss the subway. Good for you. Sticker time. You... I don't know. Well, and it's also knowing who you are. Right. You know, if we're going to use this story as an example, I wasn't trying to be someone else in that moment. I was like, I'm going to show them who I am. And I knew who I was. I know who I am. Mm -hmm. I know I am fun, silly, quirky, authentic, grounded, interpersonal communicator, Kyle. That's what I nail at life. Mm -hmm. So let me show them that. Yeah. Instead of showing them the, oh, uh, I want to really get it right. And I uh, gotta get this perfect because it doesn't. That doesn't resonate. Right. Getting it right and being perfect doesn't actually like resonate in our bones as humans. Right. Authenticity and joy and fun, mm-hmm. especially in performance, like that resonates. Mm-hmm. You watch that and it's irresistible. Listen, you might not get cast. You might. They might be like, we're actually not looking for you, Phoebe Buffay, crazy person. You know right. what I mean? Right. Um, we're looking for something else, but, and this is what I say to clients too, you, if you show up as who you are in life, you always get to have that. 
And you always get to have the experience of being you. Mm-hmm. Whether you book the gig or not, whether you fall out of the triple pirouette or not, whether you get biscuits or not. Mm-hmm. If you show up as who you are, you get to have the experience of being yourself. Right. And that is worth billions. Mm-hmm. And then you get to go home with yourself too. Hello. Excellent. Oh, that's major. Yeah. Yeah, you get to go home and be like, I'm proud yeah. of what I did in there. Mm-hmm. They can, they can, the chips can fall where they may. Right. I did a great job. Right. Huge. I almost want to just be like, thank you, Kyle. The end. Yeah, <laughs> <totally>. <laughs> we nailed that. Yeah. We did. Um, is there, briefly, because mm-hmm. we have five minutes, is there anything else you want to share? Touch on some meaty stuff. I mean, we did really good. We did really good. <laughs> Everybody, we, I mean, you did really good. We did good. Okay. I don't know if there's anything else. I mean, I, I think what I'm taking from this conversation, too, is because, um, you know, we're always learning. It's like no one's, no one's got it all figured out. No. P.S. If anyone tells you they have all fi- have it all figured out, please run, Doubt. run, yes. run away. <laughs> Doubt or run. Because if they did, they'd be a good jillionaire. Yeah. Okay, right? So none of us have it all figured out. We're all like learning as we go. And in this conversation, even as we're talking about it, I'm like, oh, wow. There are actually, maybe this sounds cheesy, but there are shortcuts. There are shortcuts to, to getting to where you want to go. And the shortcuts are... Um, I mean, it really breaks down to the shortcut is really, truly, deeply know who you are. Yeah. Pair that with your talent Mm -hmm. and then show it. Yeah. That's an actual shortcut in life. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Now, let me say. Yeah. It might take a while to break down some barriers, as we were talking about with dancers, I come from the dance world, uh-huh. so I have this self-critic that is like, <sighs> yeah, you know, it might take a while to break those down, but once you have found who you are, then yeah, yes, it is a fast. No, it's it's not, and nowhere in there did I say it, it's easy. Right. Actually. Okay. Like. Oh, I'm thinking shortcut, like short, fast. Yeah, I think. How about this? Okay. Efficient. Yes. I'll it's take efficient. That. Take that. You can. Sp- Spin all of your wheels getting that perfect PK. Mm-hmm. You can spin all of your wheels on that biscuit. Mm-hmm. You can spin all of your wheels belting that Adina Menzel high note, whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And that's great and totally worthwhile. And there's innate inefficiency in that. Because if you're not showing up as who you actually are and infusing that into all of the talent and all of the skills and all of the training, mm-hmm. you're on a hamster wheel. So if you're out there and you feel like you're on a hamster wheel and you're like, oh, I've taken all the classes, I've done all the things, my PK is nailing it. Uh-huh. Why am I not booking the gigs? Why am I not artistically successful? Why am I not satisfied? Why am I not satiated? It is probably because you're being inefficient in that you're not bringing who you are. Yeah. And on that note, Kyle, if anyone needs help being efficient... <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Yeah. Where can they reach you? Well, um, you can reach me at www.kylepostcoaching.com. 
and uh, you'll see a little bit of what I offer. You'll see a bit, bunch of my blog. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you reach out to me, there's plenty of places on there to contact me. Here's Okay, here's a couple things. Number one, I'm a total weirdo, in case you can't tell mm-hmm. from this podcast. Mm-hmm. And I am on the search for other people who are like, oh my God, I'm a weirdo too, but I'm a little afraid to show it. Like, actually, like, I wish I could reveal more of my inner weirdo. Uh-huh. Come and find me because I'm fantastic. I agree. <laughs> at getting it out of you. Yes. So I have a program called The Weirdo's Way. Yeah, the uh, the Eccentric Performer's Guide to Crazy Artistic Success. Yes. So if you're interested, contact me on there and tell me that you heard about me through the podcast and I love a coupon. I'm from the Midwest. I can't help it. <laughs> so I will give you, I'll cut you a bit of a deal if you tell me that you found me through this podcast. Nice. Good. And for those of you who couldn't write that down fast enough, yes. uh, find the episode notes and the information for Kyle's website will be in the notes. Cool. Thanks for joining us, Kyle. Oh my God, it was so much fun. Yeah, until next time. Ah. Bye. Bye. On behalf of Ellie and myself, I, Marissa Schaefer, want to say thank you to all of our listeners for joining us on this episode of Dancewell Podcast. Like what you hear? Go to Stitcher, iTunes, or SoundCloud and search Dancewell Podcast and subscribe. You can also view all of our episodes and learn more about this podcast by visiting our website at www.dancewellpodcast.com. We wouldn't be where we are without generous contributions from our listeners. Your contributions help pay for our SoundCloud membership, website fees, upgrades, and our recording technology. If you too would like to make a contribution to DanceWell, please follow the link in the description of this podcast to visit our GoFundMe page. We thank you in advance for your support. And lastly, if you have questions or want to get in touch, email us at dancewellpodcast at gmail.com. Bye.